From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. That was in the Clark Ford studio. I'm at home. We had a little bit of a uh, a late start today, some different obligations for that. But we're here with you for uh, the show. We're going to transition a little bit, probably hit a little baseball. We're going to want to talk about Joe Madden getting fired here in a little bit from the Los Angeles Angels, or just kind of the fickle na- nature of baseball managing for the most part. But uh, we're going to transition to football, some recruiting going on. Obviously, Roman Rashada committing to Ole Miss. What does that mean for uh a particular brother of his, and uh, and much more coming up on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials: five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink. You know you can download the Exxon Mobile app and get ten dollars off your uh, tank as you are filling up. That's a thousand bonus points just for signing up. Take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump, and they will take care of you. With all Blue Sky locations, they're out in Mississippi, they're out there out in North Mississippi, up and down I fifty five, and then of course. That was not a good sign. No, we're good. We're good. Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm good. It's up to you now. Oh, okay. Did you I, not hear me? No, uh, <laughs> you went away for a second. Um, okay. Yeah, sorry, I lost my signal for a split second there. Um, yeah, we're joining. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. The service is amazing. I was having a uh, very minor issue with uh, my vehicle yesterday. Clark Ford got on the phone, helped me figure it out. It's no big deal. Fixed right away. All good. So they'll do that for you too. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizers, uh, full bar. Uh, beer selection, the whole deal. Also, uh, Rafters in New Albany. And don't forget Rafters on the Water. Be a great place this weekend if you're hanging out to watch baseball. Enjoy the um, <clears throat> enjoy the, the weather, the, the water, the great margaritas, beer, and, and more at Rafters on the Water at Sardis. So we, uh, we, we know what's going on with baseball. Again, we talked about that yesterday. Listen to yesterday's show if that's what you uh, are into. As it was more than an hour of college baseball Ole Miss playing Southern Miss starting at 3 o'clock on Saturday. But uh, yesterday, what we didn't get to, there was a, uh, a camp in town, Neil, with updates on a lot of different kids on the message board throughout the uh, the Oxford Crystal recruiting thread there on the site. It, was, it probably, if anything, it's what we're going to get to what's different. It probably is one of the few things that felt somewhat the same. We've been doing these little interviews and camp things for, hell, two decades now almost. Yeah. And, and yesterday was pretty productive. There was a lot of kids there that, have offers, could get offers, stuff like that. What what strikes me more and more, and I, it's funny, I've had people tell me, like inside rivals, like, "Hey, don't don't talk about this the way you do because you know that it's the business model." Yeah, I just don't think that's very. I think it's better to be transparent. What is obvious more and more is if you, as a prospect, don't if you're a, a rising senior, you're the summer before your senior year you haven't been offered by now you're probably and i do mean like major probably not not on the list 
And so that's what's really changed is, you know, five, six, seven years ago, there were still guys that were coming up in June to be evaluated. Like they looked at them, liked them, weren't positive on them, wanted to see them run, wanted to see how athletic they were, how they moved, stuff like that. And then offers would get extended. There's still a little of that, Chase, but not much. Not much at all. Now they're bringing guys up to look at them because those might be the backlisters. Those might be the guys that they go to late in the process. But then the part that's unpredictable this year is twofold. One, there's no limit anymore. There's not There's not 25 anymore. That's not the initial NIL uh in in LI, I should say, I'm confusing my initials. It's not uh, you're not limited to 25, so you could you could go into a football season, and I think most programs will, where you're you have an idea of how many guys you're going to bring in, but you can process guys off your roster and um, and bring up. I mean, you could sign if you wanted to. You could sign 22 high school kids, and then you could sign. 15, 20 guys out of the portal. There's no limit on that except for the 85 limit that you've got. So I don't know. That's that's what I, I was kind of watching some of the guys that they've brought in. I think it's guys that they're bringing in that they like, that they might not go, they might not move on, but they might move on if the season, um, if the season changes in some way where maybe they discover that they don't like some of the DBs they've got or they don't like some of the receivers they've got or they feel like they've got to get more of those guys. It's it's This year it's completely unpredictable because you, you just can't build it around, hey, you got 25 spots. you got 85 spots if you want. you got 85 spots. It's still going to be incredibly portal heavy for the most part. Um, also... <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, it's already flipping now to what you're talking about. I mean, the best way to get people to understand it is what that very last weekend looked like or the kids that were in that very last weekend prior to signing day back in the day. You know, the last week of January, the first couple of days of February, I guess not the first couple of days of February, but whatever that time period was where, you know, does the kid go to Jacksonville State or does he come to Ole Miss? Do you Did you miss on a bunch of guys and that's how you go pull for? It's not anywhere near the same thing, but it's the same sense of urgency that if you don't get in right now, you better have a really damn good reason why you end up in later if you end up in that class. Because, yeah, they're, I mean, the fall almost is going to feel like, and we don't know this. I mean, we have not had a situation to this extent where you're talking about where the 85 matters more than the 12. There is no 25. The 85 nope. is what mer- matters. But they're going to be evaluating portal kids in the fall just as much or more than the actual recruits. Other teams, who's available here oh. and stuff. I mean, you're going to yeah. have, there's this whole seg- sub-segment of recruiting that's going to be, Talking to other people around the industry and going, "Hey, who's unhappy? What's he doing? Oh, well, who's he interested in? He's gonna he's gonna jump in the portal. Where's he going? Or a guy that's has gonna a, be your fault. Or a guy has a great year and jumps in the portal to see what kind of money he can get, just for the hell of it. I mean, everything yeah. everything that uh, that Kiffin said last week in Destin or whenever that was, I lose track of time. He's right. <laughs> he's right. I mean, if you have a great season at Tennessee, why would you not jump in the portal? You can go back to Tennessee. They'll take you back. You had a great season. Um, we're going to get into portal stuff in a minute because it's – you're right. Someone said, you know, there's a thread on the board. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me, and, and I, I don't know how to go look up what it was what, – what the listings were on June the 8th of 2021. I, I don't. I'm sure there's a way. I don't know how to do it. Um, 
you know, the classes were bigger. There were more, there were more commitment lists. What, what does that mean? It means exactly what you think it means. It means teams are, um, schools, programs are treading water a little bit. They're being careful. They're waiting for the portal. They're waiting to see who gets in the portal. Uh, it means that some of the high-level prospects are still weighing NIL offers. And let's be clear. I'm, I'm almost to the point, Chase, where I don't want to call it NIL anymore. I want to call it salary. I know I know it's NIL. I know that's the name and that's what people – but this isn't NIL. No, that is a colloquial term at this point. Yeah, I'm done. it's pay for play. It's salary. It's here's here's what here's the package that we will give you to sign. It's it's not in fairness to Nico Iamaliva, his deal is pretty NIL. It's okay, you have to do these appearances and you have to do this and you have to do this, and this is how you get the money. That's not really what guys want. What guys want it's is like it's pay for play too, because he's only getting that to go to Tennessee. Yeah, of course. Anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it it's well frankly, it's a protection because the money is so damn high. Yeah. That you have to be, you potentially have to be able to go. Okay, well, here's what he did for the money with his quid pro quo or whatever this arrangement or contract or partnership is. When you get above a certain number, it becomes at least more obvious if you're literally just handing somebody for a couple Twitter mentions. You know what I mean? Yeah, of I think it's built in as potential future protection. But you know, so there are guys out there right now that are that are kind of I think collecting final bids. I mean, if you're a high, if 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 you're a, a highly ranked player, and you don't commit to a school prior to the start of your senior season, you are an idiot. You are an idiot. I mean, you are getting some really bad advice because you don't need to play one play without some some protection. Mm-hmm. You need to commit. You need to get it done. Most of these guys are doing it like. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk about Jaden Rashad in a minute. I mean, he's going to commit someplace June the 18th. Is that going to be the end of his recruiting? Absolutely not. But that's going to be his bottom line, his security blanket. You're going to see – I mean, they're all doing it. Like, you know, um, every high-ranked kid, Rivals put out the new 250 yesterday. I haven't studied it yet. Yesterday was a pretty busy day, as you probably saw on the on the thread. I was There was a lot of recruiting to write, and I was trying to get to it all. But – um. More and more guys are going to commit super early. It's it's locking in a deal. Um, so that's what's going on right now. It's, so yeah, it, it, the the landscape is just so markedly different that I don't even know what the December signing period will look like. It used to be okay. That's when you did your class. I I think there's a chance that there, it's still a pretty big day, but that the February signing period is bigger now than it used to be. The the portal the portal. What would make that be the case, real quick? I'll, I'll I'll key you back up. But what what do you think would elevate February over December? Oh no, not over December. I just think it's going to make right. February bigger than it has been the last couple of years. Because the last couple of years it's been completely non-existent. I think now you're you're going to see guys jump in the portal during the holidays, which is after the the December period. They're going to jump in the portal, and all of a sudden schools are going to be okay. So we have we anticipated having eleven openings. Now we've got twenty four. And then they go from there. I think that's what happens. And, and some of that will get filled with high school guys. And some of that, they'll go, okay, well, we're just going to jump in the portal and fill all those spots. I mean, I do think schools like Ole Miss are still going to be super heavy on the portal because Ole Miss is very clearly, if you pay attention to what they're doing in recruiting, they're very clearly 
being um, super picky. What do you think is the cutoff? And I know, I mean, there'll be exceptions on, in all directions, but if you're a kid, how value or ranked or however you want to put the number on this, what do you think the cutoff is on the kid getting an NIL that makes a difference to his recruitment from a paper paper play standpoint? You mean what's the number? No, no, no. Like the top 250 kids in the country, oh. the top 400, the top 300. I mean, every oh, damn three-star ranked five, six or higher. I mean, where do you think this thing settles in to that kid is making – at least has the potential to make a decision based off some type of money coming toward him? Oh, that's a great um, that's a great question. I've never thought about it like that. Um because in basketball, we kind of go, okay, well, that guy's not really getting anything. Or, oh, yeah, well, that guy, you got him because of this reason. We yeah. sort of know basketball a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Certainly the top 250 kids. Sure. No question. And then after there that. There are, give or take, 275 to 300 four-star or five-stars in the country most years. It's every one of them. And then probably your top, and I'm not, I'm not saying rivals, rankings are the end-all be-all i'm just using them as an example probably the next however many kids who are like the 5.7 three star at some point they're all getting stuff stuff mm-hmm. and so like you know we talked about this the guys that used to fill the end of a of a class your 5.6 three star guy that you thought hey this kid's got a chance you know he's a little late bloomer or whatever you're not signing those guys anymore you're telling those guys, hey, go to a smaller school, prove yourself, we'll get you out of the portal. Yeah. Good luck at Memphis, and when it doesn't work, we'll come holler at you. Yeah. Yeah, go to go to Troy. But even those programs are recruiting at higher levels now because they, they're able to use the portal. They're able to be more picky. Well, I mean, we didn't hit it that day. This has been several months ago, um, and, and credit to him. We talked about how the D1 schools are raiding the smaller schools, but – Michael Borky pointed out in a message to both of us that Southern Miss had renovated its roster with Will Hall through the portal because yeah. you're also getting the trickle-down effect. I mean, the, the, the door is not one way. It's both ways. I mean, it's kind of like NIL from the standpoint of, yeah, you better go get some guys, but you better protect your guys that you don't want to lose too. Well, that's what's going on with at least the – the teams that have been able to successfully do it on a lower level, like Southern Miss and like some other schools, they've been able to to holler at that third string running back and go, "Hey, why don't you come down here and carry the rock twenty five times a game instead of instead of doing that?" And suddenly you're you're renovating and getting more talent than you could have gotten out of a signing class in February or December or whatever that was going to look like. Yeah, and now Will Hall's not limited to twenty five guys at Southern Miss. He can do mm-hmm. a mass process if he wants to, or he can do the deal where he goes, "Hey, you know what?" Oh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they're not signing these in-state kids that they used to sign. We'll sign them all. We'll sign them all, bring them in, sort it out. <laughs> and we'll keep, the, we'll keep the ones that work, and the ones that don't work, we'll process them out of here in a year. And then we'll, mm-hmm. go, we'll go do it again. We'll figure it out. That's, I mean, I, this is just a two-year thing that's been approved of, but everybody I talk to in college coaching, including people at Ole Miss, think this is going to be absolute chaos the next two years. You expect mass processing. Absolutely. I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen. Because you're free to do it. It's the funny part of everything we're talking about. You know, that was... It's... Because we've had this situation in other sports. I mean, baseball, and I, I get it's not apples to apples, but my point is apples to apples. 
they've never been restricted to a certain number of kids in a signing class. You just have the 11.7 or whatever your scholarship number is, and you fill that all the way out. You know, one of the criticisms to Mike Bianco is actually that he's too nice, that he hangs on to guys on his roster too long versus processing to the level that other SEC coaches have processed because then you're not, you don't have as much room to go grab the portal kid or go grab the kid from Southeast Missouri that was really good as a four seed or whatnot. Point being, coaches have to figure out that, hey, what level do I process? And then is there a level where I've got to make sure I don't hurt my recruiting efforts by the level of processing? There's a middle ground there that's different for every school. And hitting that, depending on where you are, is it's pretty critical right now because, frankly, it's nece- it's necessary for you to compete. Otherwise, you, you don't have a shot. Oh, absolutely. No, it's – it's I mean, it's it's going to be the wild, wild west for a couple of years. It's why I'm, I'm – I've told you, I, I can see it happening in front of my eyes. No one's going to admit it, but I'm telling you, I know what's happening. They are bringing guys in for these camps, knowing those guys are going to sign at smaller schools. They're not going to take them. They're going to end up at smaller programs. And this way they can keep an eye on them, and they've got a relationship. And if they blossom, they go try to nab them out of the portal. That's absolutely happening at Ole Miss, and I'm sure at other places too. I'm not obviously, thank God in heaven, covering other recruiting at different schools. But, I mean, it's clearly happening here. You see it. I mean, you can literally, like, okay, that's a dude. That, that's one. That's, I mean, I saw five of them yesterday. That that's exactly what they're doing. They invited them up. They're not taking them. They're going to go to a smaller place. They already have offers. And now they have a relationship. And so if the kid blows up and becomes a stud at – directional state school you I don't want to accidentally identify somebody for someone who'd be astute enough to go read the the thread but if if that happens you've got a relationship and when you make the call the kid goes yeah I remember going to camp at Ole Miss I liked it I liked that campus I liked coach fill in the blank Um, I like their scheme I've been watching them yeah that's good and it's quick you don't even have to do the whole recruiting process you just bring them in on an official visit and you give them a giant cookie, and you uh, you you do the little photo shoot thingy, and you take them to dinner, and they hang out for forty eight hours, and they commit. Mm-hmm. That's that's the next step. I don't know that that existed before the portal. I don't think you brought guys in going, you know, one day you might transfer here. I don't think that happened. No, now, that wasn't even sort of a thing. That was not even a thought on any level. I mean, no, hell no. Now I mean, that's. That, that's an entire arm of recruiting right now. Now they they will not admit that if they were listening to that. And you said publicly comment on that. They'd say, "Oh no, 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 that's too, that's too forward thinking." And I would say, "Okay, I know what I'm looking at. I mean, it, it's it's absolutely happening." Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll we'll transition into the next topic in a minute as we, we we talk about what's recently happened at Ole Miss. I think it was at least a, a thought there. So we'll get to that in a second. Oh. First, about prime shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Five different flavors for you. Where is restaurant quality shrimp shipped straight to your door? Less than 10 minutes gets it from freezer to plate. Simply Shrimp is the uh, the non-flavored option. It's great for kids. Great if you want to do a little chef work on yourself. Or if not, the uh, the signature seasoning, kind of a garlic flavor. It's awesome. It's my favorite. As well as the uh, Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, the French Quarter Alfredo, and the garlic herb butter. Those two, you can uh, make complete meals out of them. Pastas, veggies, throw them on the side of steaks or whatever it is you like with Prime Shrimp. And if you haven't given it a shot, you're waiting for the right time. Now is that time because code MPW Gives you $20 off your first order with primeshrimp.com. Uh, camp season going on at Southern Traditions Farm there in Canton, Mississippi. Get in touch with Susan Walt uh, with 
uh, Bowers Cone. It's on Facebook or Instagram. It's Southern Traditions Farm. they got camps going on throughout the month of June, uh, 8.30 to 2, Monday through Friday camps. So get in touch with those guys on social media and uh, take advantage of that opportunity there at Southern Traditions Farm. Uh, Bell and Grove is based out of Chattanooga. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., but they can do so much more, including air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver, 865-672-6557. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day at Corinth Dental. They're helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Uh, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. You can call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, and they'll show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. They have uh, 12-month, no-interest, no-down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're brought to you by The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. They sponsor the Peyton Chatney Show, hoping to bring you a, another episode of that program this week before the Rebels head down to Hattiesburg for a trip to the college with a trip to the College World Series hanging in the balance. Looking forward to talking to Peyton there. Again, the Rogue.com, 4450 I-55 North in uh, Jackson. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist, Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Uh, whether you're looking for a job or whether your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you. Keep in mind, ser- payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138. Check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up later today. I've started on it. Still got a good bit to do. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcasts are brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They can help you transfer your medications from a big box pharmacy to G&M. They take care of you. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync to figure prescriptions the same day each month if you need that extra service. Also with uh, their med packs, they individually package your medication to take care of you. Maybe you're trying to help a parent make sure they have the medication they need when they need it. Morning pouches, evening pouches, just take what's in the, take what's in the pouch at the appropriate time and you are good to go. So again, 662-236-2222. Yeah, and I mean, look, I mean, tying in, nobody knew Jaden Rashada visits Ole Miss that day that they did that. And he held the, I guess he held the puppy and had the cars and the whole deal. And he tweeted about it. And it's, there's a couple different positives to that. No matter what was going to happen with Jaden Rashada at that time, because at the moment, because of the way everything else went down, Ole Miss picks up a quarterback commit right after that. Arkansas had picked up a quarterback commit right after he went there. It was, I mean, it's an easy decision to get to in your head of, well, the money must have been a lot, and that's why this went there. I mean, that was a logical recruiting assumption, whether it was correct or incorrect at the time. But what it does when Jaden Rashada is on your campus is you you get all the social media hits of having one of the top quarterbacks in the country on your campus. That's not worth nothing. There's something to that for sure. Sure, sure. And then two, it means, and at least you and I had this conversation just speculating well, even if he goes to Miami or Texas A&M and it doesn't work out, Ole Miss is a good portal choice in a couple of years. I mean, that that is an added benefit that in 2022, at that moment, it would have been. Now, since then, Roman Rashada commits to Ole Miss. 
there is whatever considerable interest. I mean, that's where I'll kind of key you up here at this point. But it, no, it, it's a completely different world where that was a very logical assumption two months ago or whenever that was. And it's still playing out where even though Ole Miss has a quarterback commit and Rashada remains very much on Ole Miss's board now or later, it seems like. Well, that's for sure. Um, you know, they Roman Rashada was down to three schools, Ole Miss, Miami, and um, Virginia Tech. Ends up at Ole Miss. I think he's enrolled. If he's not enrolled today, he's enrolled tomorrow. He's enrolled this week. Sure. Um what impact does that have on his brother? His brother has already visited Ole Miss, like you said. I think he's on an official visit to Florida. He started yesterday, so he's probably wrapping up official visit in Gainesville today or early tomorrow. Um, he's already been to A and M. He's been to uh, been to Ole Miss, been to Arkansas. He's got a list of eight out. Ole Miss made that list. Arkansas did not. Um. It's Miami and Oregon and Cal and Texas A&M and Florida. Look, there's a lot of buzz about Jaden Rashada and Florida today. Maybe that's because he's in Gainesville. If you talk to people at Ole Miss, there's a confidence here. But here's the thing. And I asked Roman about this. So this is quoting his brother. I said, are you, you know, is your decision, is his decision going to be impacted by yours? And he said, Give me this long answer about, you know, who wouldn't want to play with their brother and, um, you know, but those things have to all line up and everything has to be right. And, you know, um, I think he even went into, you know, it has to be part of God's plan. And, I mean, we, we, we were running in a circle there on an answer. And then he said, ultimately, the answer to your question is no. And so I've, I've got a mailbag question this week. And it's, you know, what's the latest on, on Rashada? And, and my answer is, honestly, I think if all things are equal, and that's important, that's a really important clause that's a qualifier here. in this sentence. If all things are equal, I think it's Ole Miss. He likes Lane Kiffin. His brother's here now. He likes the offense. There's plenty of opportunity. Um. Ole Miss doesn't have a proven, established quarterback as of today. Now, maybe that changes uh, in the next six months. Ole Miss certainly hopes it does. But they don't have one as of today. There's nobody over there that's willing to go, yep, no question about it, no doubt at all. Um, Jackson Dart, Luke Altmeyer, one of those guys is the, is the guy. No question. He's the guy for the next two, three years, no, no doubt. No one over there saying that. I'm just going to tell you that. No one is. And so a guy like Rashada would, would certainly look at Ole Miss, and there's opportunity there. But, Chase, all things have to be equal. And I don't know that today all things are equal. And, yeah, I'm talking about money. I mean, and I don't know that anybody could blame a kid if, if he's got a significant, significantly more attractive package elsewhere than he does – you know, at school A over school B, even if school B has his brother. Sure. I mean, you know, football's a violent game. People get hurt. Um, injuries can can affect your, your, your draftability down the road. The NFL's going to absolutely – they're going to put you in a pair of underwear and check you out thoroughly. And so, you know, if you have a, a severe knee injury or something like that, that that's going to impact you. 
Um, so nobody would, would fault him if he took, took the best offer out of high school. I don't think the two – I mean, I think I – thought, I thought Roman's answer was a really good one. Of course you want to play with your brother. Who wouldn't want to play with your brother? That would be cool. It would be convenient for parents. But I don't think this is a Robert and Denzel Kimdichie thing where – I mean, look, did Robert Kimdichie get paid? Of course. It was under the table, and it wasn't – that was a different day than now. This is the – This is the. Robert Kimdichie was the number one ranked player in the country. Everybody wanted him. He could have literally picked up the phone and gone anywhere. Ole Miss did a really good job getting Denzel. It's one of the few things that Houston Nutt did right. They, they, Denzel was a late qualifier. They took him. I remember having a conversation with Chris Vaughn. I said, is this going to help you with the brother? And Chris was like, man, that brother could go anywhere. So mm-hmm. probably not. We think this guy can help us. And then Houston got fired. Hugh Freeze got the job. And that 2012 season was in some ways sort of this romantic year. And a lot of people really bought into what was happening, including Denzel. Especially. It was as sexy as six and six could be. I mean, it just... there's a lot of hope. There was a lot. And yeah. it turned out that the hope was legit. I mean, it was yeah, they, they were on their way. I mean, in 2014, 2015, they were a contender. Um, they, you know, there was a lot of hope and, and Denzel was a big part of that season. And, you know, his mother, Beverly, their mother, Beverly wanted the boys together. It was a unique situation because she was, where was she in Africa? What country was it? She was working Nigeria. Ni- I, believe. I think that's right. She was working in Nigeria and she was only back in the States for certain amounts of time. She was a time. diplomat, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, she wasn't going to be like based out of Atlanta where she could head over to Oxford one week and then head to Clemson the next. She she would only be up for a few weeks in the year and she wanted really wanted the boys together. I just don't get that sense here on on this that this is that pressing of a thing. So for Ole Miss and I've been writing this since April. To me at least in the short term, Jaden Rashada is sort of the litmus test for where Ole Miss is and where Ole Miss is willing to go as it pertains to NIL. And we don't have that answer. I have no idea. I I, I don't know how I could possibly answer that. (laughs) I mean, feel free to go for it if you'd like. I have no, no, I'm good. I have no idea. I mean, I I don't know whether, whether Ole Miss is, is, um, it's close, whether they're willing to get that close, whether they're whether that's available. Um could be. I don't know. I'm I I'm I'm being honest. I, anybody that tells you, oh yeah, I absolutely know, I think um I think that's incorrect. I think that's disingenuous. And they're talking about it in the thread, and this is a this is an important part. In saying this, and now again, you just said, you know, Chris Vaughn said no Denzel, we think we can help, and he he, he did help. But Ole Miss, Roman and Jaden Rashada are not so tight that this is nothing to do with Roman's ability. They signed Roman Rashada because he can play at some point, or they believe he can play. It's not. This isn't you know somebody where you're going, hey, we're just getting a friend and hoping by God this works out. Yeah, but it's a huge benefit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I don't. It's the interesting thing, right? Is is if you knew you weren't getting Jaden. 
are you taking a, a junior college defensive back? Mm-hmm. At a spot where Ole Miss is kind of loaded. Now, they play six DBs, and, and, and it's a DB-centric defense. And sure. I think they've got a few of those DBs that they want to be able to put them in positions where they're essentially playing linebacker, even though they're listed as a safety or a nickel or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so they want depth there. And and uh, Roman's athletic enough to play all three positions. But I think it's... <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I, I mean, I, think we're, I don't think we're being completely honest if we don't think that was part well, of it. Look, I mean, even if you like the skill set, there's probably 25 guys with that skill set. Why is he the one? Well, okay, he's the one because his brother is Jaden Rashada. Yeah, and, and look, in a year where Ole Miss is not going to get Arch Manning, and they didn't get Chris Vizina, they really liked Vizina, he's at Clemson, they liked Nico. They were never in that game. In a year where they really want to get, they wanted to get one of these high impact quarterbacks. Rashada's the one that they could get. And if they don't get him, probably going to be because they didn't have the NIL package. And if that's the case, then you have to start asking a question. In my opinion, did you not have it because you didn't have it, or did you not have it because you're not willing to go there? And mm-hmm. if you're not willing to go there, why not? And if it's because, well, because I'm going to go here, Chase. I'll, I'll be the bad guy. If you look at who's in the league and who you're competing against, it's A&M, it's Alabama, it's Georgia. To, to get where you want to go, right, you've got to go through at least the majority of those teams. Well, sure. they're doing it. Every last one of them's doing it. Florida's doing it. Um, Texas is going to do it. when They're doing it now, and they'll be doing it when they get in the league. Oklahoma's doing it, and they're going to still be doing it when they get in the league. So if you want to compete with those teams, and you claim that you do, and I can tell you Lane Kiffin does. I mean, Lane Kiffin's not going to hang around Ole Miss, in my opinion. He's not going to hang around Ole Miss if it becomes obvious over the, over the period of time that, hey, there's just not a commitment here to be in the top seven. He's not a seven and five hangout for a decade guy. No, 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 no. He, he, he's yeah. No, no, no. That doesn't keep his interest. It doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think there's a chance in the world that that maintains his interest over the course of multiple years. I, I really don't. So if 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 it's people love to talk about the Oakland A's of the Billy Bean, the Billy Bean Moneyball Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. You and I have talked about this before. Who did an injustice? Barry Zito was young on a first contract and was a Cy Young contender. Tim Hudson was a stud. Uh, Mark Mulder was in the prime of his career. That's three of their pitchers right there. They had a closer, and I can't think of his name, who was a big-arm stud, young guy. Eric Chavez was a young third baseman who at the time was a very impactful major league hitter. Uh, they had Jason Giambi on a on a on a his first major league deal. So yeah, they went out and got an old Dave Justice, and they did some things with Scott Hatterberg and people like that. But that's not why that team was good. And then that team didn't win, Chase. That team didn't get to the World Series. It ultimately lost, I think, to the Yankees, who had a big payroll 
and better players. And so if you're going to win in this league, you're going to have to play this game. And if you don't, you're not going to win in this league. Oh, you might have a fluke year where you catch a break and something happens, and but you're not going to win in this league if you can't swim in those waters. It's just my opinion. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that Jaden Rashada is the, the litmus test forever at all, but I do think Jaden Rashada is kind of a litmus test for right now that it tells us where Ole Miss is today on NIL. Because everything else is in place to get him. It's the whole, if everything's equal, so if everything's not equal, then what's not equal? Because Lane Kiffin didn't become a worse quarterback coach. They didn't suddenly have a bad offense. He didn't suddenly develop a hatred for his brother. He didn't suddenly decide that he hated Oxford. That's not it. He's been to Oxford multiple times. In fact, Roman said to me, yeah, because his trip to Ole Miss was his first one. And he said, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things from my brother. He's been there three times. Yeah, they had Miguel Tejada and Jermaine Dye. They had they had dudes. The the whole that was just that was just hey, we went bargain shopping and we came out looking like a gazillion dollars. No, yeah. no. If two beautiful women, one shops at the, the most expensive places and one goes to TJ Maxx, well the one that went to the expensive places is going to come out looking a little better. She's gonna look a little more elegant that night. Just is. I get they were the first ones and they're the whatever, but the Rays are the much better example of that. Yeah. But the Rays do, what they do is is kind of the equivalent of like, um, maybe Cade could pull this off, Kane could pull this off at South Alabama where you, you go get a bunch of good young players, you do this great evaluation thing, and you get them and you keep them as long as you can afford them, and then when they go, you go get the next one. That's kind of what Tampa did. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's I don't know that that's conceivable. I don't know that you could pull that off at the major college football level. Yeah, that's not the same. It's not apples to apples because you get a guy at, at Major League Baseball, you own his rights for six years. <clears throat> I mean, you know, arbitration and stuff can force you to to trade them, and maybe you trade them when they they start hitting the expensive arbitration years and stuff. But you do have more flexibility. It's not like what it is here. I apologize to everyone who shops at TJ Maxx. I apologize. Um, the point stands. Uh, You're not a big fan. No, it's not that. It's it's. I mean, we could get into this conversation. I will walk into my wife's closet and she because she likes to bargain shop, and mm-hmm. she has this closet full of stuff. And I'm like, you could have bought one or two things that you'd really like instead of these 20 things that you won't wear anymore because you really don't like them. But that's another subject for another day. Okay. I'll let you contemplate during a break. If you'd like to go into that subject, you have two or three minutes to to make up your mind there. While you're doing that, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. OPA is the newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar in Oxford. 
if you're planning a uh, summer trip, still got time. Summer just getting started. You want to uh, have a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with uh, John Edwards at Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just give him some parameters and a budget. He will give you options you won't find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the uh, Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or that surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese and fermentation, charcuterie, bakery, catering, and much more. They have a great lunch menu that's available through Fetch to Ford Delivery. Or you can just give them a call and see what's on the menu each day, 662-419-9201, cheese at johnstonshillcreamery.com, or go to their Instagram page because they show you plenty of pictures of new creations they are doing every single day and week, including they catered their first wedding last weekend. You can see photos of that. Or if you have a special occasion or event coming up and you want them to help help you out, again, that is johnstonshillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. From a Rashada standpoint, when do you think this thing's decided? Well, he's going to announce something on June the 18th. And, you know, at that point, that's going to be the overwhelming favorite to land him. Because I think everyone's going to go get their quarterback now. I mean, like Dante Moore is... You think it settles in from there, from quarterbacks till December from that point? Yeah, I mean, like Alabama got tired of waiting on Arch. And they took Eli Holstein. Um, you know, Arch is going to do Texas or Georgia. Um, A&M's trying to, you know, I think they're going to go ahead and get their guy. I think they're going to get Dante Moore out of um, out of Detroit, that area. Everybody's trying to get their guy. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move pretty quickly. Is he going to be locked in? I guess not. But, look, whoever he commits to on June the 18th, that's, that's, that's who I'd like. I'd, I'd, I'd rather – if I'm a coach, I'd rather get his commitment than not get his commitment on June the 18th. I'll say that. You know, we've talked about this for years. I mean, even when it was all under the table and it was black market stuff, it, if everything was even, it went back to recruiting. I mean, if I'm going to offer you whatever the amount of money is and somebody else is going to offer you the same amount of money, it's still going to go back to recruiting. Yeah. But there's a decent comment in the thread where, I guess it's George Rebel that said, is that unless you're on that same wavelength, we're hearing things Lane Kiffin talked about it in the story where a guy had not even talked to his head coach. He just had gotten an IL deal and signed a, signed it and then signed with the school or committed to the school or whatever. It runs the risk of definitely lowering the value of really good recruiters because it's, it's, I, I guess here's my question though. I, we're all public facing here. We're all talking about it. How is it really different than black market though? Well, because it's not black market. It's above board. It's well, uh, I know, but but my point is from a kid choosing, he was still getting different monetary levels before this in yeah. multiple places. Yeah. But I don't think the numbers were ever this big. They weren't, no. Like, 
Cam Newton. Cam Newton was an awfully impactful college player. Yeah. Maybe one of the three most impactful college players ever. What Cam Newton get? I mean, if you buy every rumor, every rumor, he got a quarter of a million bucks. Yeah. I mean, what would Cam Newton? That's not even sniffing these days. What would Cam Newton get today? Oh. I mean. Even as a one-year rental. Yeah. What would Cam Newton get today as a, but with the time that you sign him, you're thinking, hey, we might have this guy for two years. If we don't have him for two years, it's going to be because next year's really awesome. What would he get oh. on the market today? I mean, I mean more than that. Level money. Yeah, so I think that's where it's different. I think in the back in the day, it was like three years ago. It was just, hey, you know, what does your what does your family need? Need us to find you a place where you can, need need a job? Just decided that you got tired of Hawaii and you wanted to live in Alabaster, Alabama. It happens. What do you need? Change of scenery. What do you need? Now it's not that. Now it's, hey, let's, okay, we'll put this package together. And you still do the other stuff. Well, yeah, that hasn't stopped. No, I'm talking about what if Cam Newton was coming out of, I think it was Blinn or wherever in Texas. He was coming out. He'd been at Florida. He had his trouble with the stolen computer and all that stuff. But you knew. But are we revisionist history? We didn't know he was going to be that guy. Oh, I don't know. I, re- I remember. I remember standing on the field in Startville at the before the Egg Bowl, and Chris Vaughn was talking to me about Cam Newton, going, "That dude is a stud. We don't want him here." Ringing his cowbell that day. I mean, I think looking him that day, going, "That's a problem." <laughs> Now they had a lot more problems. That was not the problem, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think they looked at him that day and went, that's not good. No, they might win a national title. Would have had a hell of a shot. You can at least get get them there in your head. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, Auburn doesn't win a national title that year without Cam Newton. If you have take Cam Newton away and just give him an average quarterback, that's not a title. It was Cam and Nick Fairley and dudes. Yeah, they had some dudes, and they still would have been a good team with an average quarterback. But but yeah, I meant dudes as in average dudes, not dude dudes. It was yeah. Cam and Fairley, and then just some, yeah, some dudes. They had some cats on that team. Trey Mason was on that team. They had some guys. They were good, but they weren't that good. Yeah, KJ is kind of a homeless Cam Newton. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some... well, everybody's a homeless. I'm like, but yeah, I get it. Like, it's just, I mean, it's not even really a criticism of KJ. Just he's not Cam Newton. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's remarkably unfair to KJ Jefferson to say. Hey, <laughs> so we're going to compare you to Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah, he's no Peyton Manning. Well, thanks. I'll, I don't think yeah. I don't think KJ gets enough credit for the season he had last year. I go look at the numbers. There's a narrative that gets established. We do this in media, and it drives me nuts. There's this narrative about KJ that 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 he was this just kind of average quarterback. He was really good last year. Now he wasn't he, was. he wasn't Cam Newton good, obviously, and never will be. But but he had a really good season last year. 
Yeah, Hardman says I think Kiffin would want KJ over the current quarterback room. There's no question about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question yeah. about it. A proven quarterback who can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And KJ's got that deep ball. KJ's problem is that his intermediate throwing is 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 is. Rawls has done a good job with him. Yeah, he's done a really good job with him. the 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 issue with KJ is just his intermediate accuracy. But yeah, he does a lot of things. Does a lot of things really well. Yesterday, kids that had some relevance versus overall crowd kind of ratio. Um, it was still pretty cattle callish. Um, but there were, I don't know. I mean, of the kids that I saw, there were fifteen to twenty that were interesting. Okay, you know, that's pretty. It's more than I expected. I kind of expected it was going to be not a waste of time, but not particularly fruitful. And there was a lot there. I could have knocked your stuff off the front page for days, you know. But, yeah, had you may turn everything into a three hundred. Yeah, short, yeah, and I, I, and I just didn't do that. I didn't. I kind of liked the way I did it. I, I, I didn't get anybody pushing back on it. I, at some point this week, someone will go, "Yeah, you you guys don't cover recruiting as much as other." And I was like, "You know, literally everything's the same. It's we're all talking to the same kids, just different formats." Yeah. What's the next timetable schedule over the next month? What are you looking for? Uh, they've got one last kind of camp thing on Friday. Um, and then after that, I think it's going to slow down a little bit. And then I don't know what they're going to do in July. And, and I'll I tell you what's going to be interesting, Chase, is as this as the landscape continues to change and this 25, 80, the, the, no longer 25, just this 85 thing, I sort of anticipate next summer to look different than this summer from a camp standpoint. I don't know that they're going to do as much camp stuff in June next year as they are doing now. I, I, I think, I think more and more that's being, it's kind of becoming, it's kind of fast becoming a little irrelevant. Like you know what they can do because you've seen them. You get to you're you're recruiting these guys at years out. You're committing them much earlier than you used to. You're you're building relationships and whatnot, and then the portal just changes it. Like I said, it just I keep waiting for the portal to get watered down to the point that it's not as fruitful as it has been. But I don't think we're anywhere close to that yet. What would water it down? Well, just where you're taking so many portal guys that high school guys don't get the same opportunity to jump in the portal, and the the portal becomes more full of guys uh, who more full of guys who were misevaluations and can't play than it is mm-hmm. guys who are were sleepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I think there's a long way before it changes that much. Yeah, I mean that requires the Michael Triggs of the world to not yeah jump in the portal for. A multitude of reasons. And guys are going to jump in portals because of coaching changes, because of all sorts of reasons. I mean, there's like, look, I mean, Lane might be right. He, the Bryce Youngs of the world down the road might jump into the portal. I mean, the kid. Do you U- sense a lot of that? The kid at USC, what's his name? His name's escaped me right now. He was at Oklahoma last year, the quarterback who's. 
Caleb Williams. Yeah, thank you. I mean, he used a coaching change as an excuse to jump in the portal and get a huge NIL deal. What it was. He was fine at Oklahoma. Oklahoma was going to give him an NIL deal. Sure. Any uh, revisionist prediction on your NBA series? No, I still go Warriors in seven. You do think it's going seven, though? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Golden State's the better team. Boston's going to get one of these games at home, I think. So Boston wins three or four and then six. Yeah, that's my guess. If Golden State shoots like it shot in game two, it's going to be really hard for Boston. But it's going to be different. It's going to be different in Boston than it was. Just it's going to be tougher. It's a big crowd. It's the first time they've had a finals game in Boston in what fourteen years or something. I mean, it'll be it'll be rowdy tonight. It's been interesting. I've had a hard time getting into it. I haven't watched much of the finals games, and normally I'm, I'm glued to it. I don't know what it is about this. It's a you're anti Golden State. Yeah, and I like Boston fine. I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. I, I like Jalen Brown. I, I like the way the Celtics built their roster. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Marcus Smart fan. I, I should be more into this series than I am, but for some reason I'm just not. Maybe it's because I just don't like watching Golden State win. I, I don't really know what it is. I just, I've had a hard time getting interested in it. Like, I didn't watch any of game two, not a, not a second of it. I guess because I was yeah. watching college baseball that night. Is that what it was? <laughs> that was Sunday. What are the odds of that? Yeah. Oh, I know. And Sunday night, I was also watching uh, the Cubs Cardinals because the. I guess it was either Sunday night or Saturday night that the Cubs threw. Um, Caleb Killian. He made his. I think it was Saturday night. Made his major league debut against the Cards. Okay. Pitched well. He came over in the Chris Bryant trade. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Great. And it maybe it's I don't like Steve Kerr. That's certainly possible. It's fair. It could be that I mean, it's I, I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, look, it's it, it's it's anything. I mean, discretionary time. What you're turning on. I mean, there has to be a reason to turn it on or a reason not to turn it on. And sure. yeah, that's North, anything. That's and, a podcast, a TV show. I mean, it's it doesn't take you a ton to go. Eh, Iron Chef's on. I'll tell you this. And now that I'm thinking about it out loud, is. I really prefer, and this has nothing to do with politics, I prefer TNT's coverage of the playoffs to ESPN's. Give me Ernie and Shaq and, and Barkley and Kenny Smith all day. I mean, that is like the best pregame show or like what a studio show in the country, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, didn't it always win the awards and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's the best. And I'll turn it on for, for the hour before, and then I'm the TV's on it. So, hell, I'll watch the game. I mean, I watched Mavericks. Warriors, knowing that you know the Warriors were going to destroy the the Mavericks, mm-hmm. but I think maybe that's part of it. I don't like the ESPN stuff as much. I, I prefer the kind of lighthearted, have a good time show that TNT puts on. I love their halftime show, and then the TNT post game show is the best thing on. It's the best sports talk show yeah. in in television. 
So this has been a known thing, and obviously it was announced several weeks ago that he would not be returning to his role. But a uh, story today out that Drew Brees, not just off Notre Dame coverage, off NBC coverage all the way around, but that he is likely to spend the season at home, which we also knew this, but that means Fox is not trying to get him to come in as a number two um, studio member, number two person. So, yeah. <sighs> Not not a shock there, even a little bit, but just what, saw that run across the wire a minute ago. What does he What does he do now? I mean, he's got the money to stay home and just be a dad. Does he? Does he? Yeah, I I don't know. But I'll be honest. I don't think he's good enough to do TV. Now, does he get into coaching? Why? I know. How? I, I mean, I, I just kind of wonder what he does. Is he just because it feels like Eli is trying to be an executive eventually? I think so. Breeze. Not just in a comparison to Romo. He was just bad. Yeah, he wasn't good. Even year one bad. He was bad. So I have a mailbag question. Maybe you can help me with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams held off all the TV people for McVeigh. Aaron Donald signs sure. a new deal. The cap does not exist. Well, they're willing to pay whatever. Yeah. How much longer does McVeigh stay in coaching now? Does it Has, has the calculus on that changed? I don't think McVay is an NFL head coach in five years. Okay. Three? If you told me he just wrote out Donald and those guys, I wouldn't be stunned by that. Which is The question is, does he go to TV and come back? Do you think Sean McVay coaches an NFL team not named the LA Rams? Probably not. You think he's out for good and that's it? Well, if you can get out and make the same money or more in TV – why would you go back into coaching, which is a grind? And you got the ring. Yeah, he's got a ring. He's cemented. Done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. I was complimenting Southern Miss yesterday. I I, I don't really get how, hey, that's going to be a great, vicious environment turns into he is disrespecting us. Frankly, you're proving my point right now. Thank you. That, I mean, good God. Did you get some hate mail? Were they were they on you on uh, on social media? Apparently they yeah they didn't tag me, but apparently I was tweeted at or I was I, my name was tweeted about how I was uh, criticizing Southern Miss and calling them scum of earth or something, which I did not believe I had I had said yesterday. Now you said it was going to be a, a, an intimidating environment. You said it was going to be I, 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 maybe you said vicious. I don't know. I think I said vicious, but it is I'm not a not a negative. No. Unless you people don't get pissed off when you say Tiger Stadium's difficult to play in at night. No, they, they love it. That's not typically a negative. No, it's what they want. I mean... I take a bodyguard to Hattiesburg like Gene Swindle takes when he comes to Oxford. There was a question yesterday that was a good one, just real quick. I don't want to spend the whole show on college baseball because yeah, it's coming later in the week. Um, yeah. If Southern Miss had played a 30-game SEC schedule with that roster, what would they finish? Good. Uh, 15 and 15, 16 and 14, somewhere in there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, they're. I, I, I do think you have to be careful to not underrate them because, no, they're good. They're a good team. Um, the grind would get to them a little more for sure. I mean, they lost series to UAB and Old Dominion. So, yeah, but no, they've got, I mean, between a couple of their arms, no, there's no doubt. Yeah, they'd win some games. I think that's I think that's a fair. I think they'd be right in that Ole Miss area, whatever that looks like. I think it would be harder to be a national seed. Because you have to get to that 17, 18, 19 mark. But, yeah. Especially in the SEC right now when pitching was kind of a problem. 
in in most SECs, I'd go a little worse. But no, in this SEC, they'd have a shot. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I got no problem with that. That's uh, I'd have to see. Grind is talking about someone predicting the preseason AP poll because it won't come out until August, late August. I, 12 is too high for Ole Miss at the start of the season. There, there are – there are question marks that people are ignoring. I'm not saying they sure. won't answer those questions. They very well might. I mean, it's good news for Ole Miss because it means they've got public perception on their side. They're now seen as one of those programs. Sure. you got to back it up. But that is something that has happened in this. That's why I sure. said that about Jaden Rashada a little bit. You know, you got to – at some point you got to prove – you got to prove all the way across the board that you're that program. That yeah. you, you, you're one of those programs. 12's just – Twelve's just high. I, I – I, I'd I'd be far more comfortable with sixteen, seventeen than I would twelve. I know there's right. not a big difference, but twelves twelves winning nine games. That's and they could, but they could win ten, but they could lose five. I mean, there's 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 a lot there, and I again the final quarter of that season, the final third of that season is brutal. Right. It, it is brutal, and if you are a beat up team, it could get rough. They get like I think they go A and M and Alabama kind of in back to back weeks. Then you got to go LSU's in there. Yeah, LSU's before that. You got to go to Hattiesburg. I mean, not Hattiesburg. You got to go to Fayetteville. It, you got to go to. You, you, it's you got to play Auburn, who Ole Miss has not beaten yet. Yeah, got to play Kentucky. Yeah, I mean Kentucky's going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. I just. 12's high. It is. If they start at 12, though. Oh, you'll be like four and you, you lose a game. If you beat Kentucky at home, yeah. You, yeah, you'll you'll be fifth. Way up there. Boy. Yeah. And maybe you solve it over the course of time. You're not the same team in week 13 that you are in week one. Mm-hmm. You know? And who knows? Like, you don't. And we were talking about KJ just then. I mean, maybe by the time you play Arkansas, KJ's not on the field anymore. Flip side, maybe KJ's having a, a phenomenal. Who knows? It's just no way. There's no way you could. You can. It's fun. It's summer content. It's not. Yeah. One hundred percent prediction. We'll do it all summer long, but I got to see. I mean, I got to see Ole Miss's quarterback play. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I, I I don't know that we give enough credit to, even though we gave it a ton of credit. Matt Corral won two games by himself last year at quarterback. And so do you have a quarterback who can go win those two games by himself? Now, I do think they're going to be better defensively. Got to replace Sam Williams, though. Got to have somebody who can consistently get to the quarterback. Sam was really disruptive last season. You've got to replace that. You've got to replace two really good, impactful, consistent, steady linebackers that are both gone. Mm -hmm. Mark Robinson was – Mark Robinson was really good. Um, Chance Campbell was really good. Chance Campbell's turning heads at Titans preseason camp. Defense. Yeah, and those guys, they 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 just played all season too. They they carried you at that spot, and so you've got to, and they've got candidates to be those guys. But you got to go do it. I mean, I think Troy Brown's going to be a very good SEC linebacker. I think there are other guys that are going to be. I mean, Austin Keys. All of that stuff, but that's got to happen. I got. I need to see that before I go. Oh yeah, man, this is a ten and two team. Mm-hmm. 
because I get a lot of that. Don't you think they're going to go ten and two? And I'm like, oh man, no, that's 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 heady stuff. That's strong. That's heady stuff. I mean, that's that's winning a bunch of games. That it was well, you know, the other teams have weaknesses too. You're absolutely right. I don't know what LSU is going to look like. I don't. I don't know what Auburn's going to look like. No, look, ten games are winnable. That's not the question. Yeah, oh, winnable I, and winnable are two different things. I mean, I think eleven games are winnable. Sure. I mean, if you told me look at the schedule, say what games are you just are you willing to go put a big red L on it, Alabama? That's it. That's it. But yeah, I know. So, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark NESPRC two packages: the Ignite, the one hundred. MBPS or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender if you need that, but you probably won't. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Layman's Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. If you have jewelry needs or jewelry wants, they can take care of you no matter what it is. Engagement rings, obviously, uh, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, you name it. They've got it at Lamons. FindJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Uh, They can service and install Rockwell automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and so many other manufacturers acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Um, it's gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Father's Day almost upon us. Dead Soxy is the perfect gift for any budget, whether as a gift or buying for yourself. Dead Soxy is excited to help you celebrate with style. Go to deadsoxy.com. Take advantage of the site-wide 35% off sale. Stock up on a gift your feet will thank you for time and again. It's promo code rebelgrove at deadsoxy.com for 35% off your entire order. And happy Father's Day from Dead Soxy. And we're brought to you by Hawkeye Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi. Uh, they'll custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkeye Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the style, the color, the windows, all that stuff. They'll make it happen. In-house financing available, free delivery, and set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable, Portable Buildings. If anybody cares about the NHL playoffs, last night uh, the Lightning come back. They beat the Rangers. The Eastern Conference Final 2-2. The Avalanche swept through the Western Conference Finals. So the Avalanche waiting on the winner of the Rangers and the Lightning. And that's going to go at least uh, two more games. So defending champions winning last night, getting that back to uh, to 2-2. to two. Uh, we won't spend any time on it here today. We're going to read it. Much more problems for Deshaun Watson. I mean, where would you put it if he's going to play in Cleveland this season? Close to zero. Yeah. I think I'm there with you. I mean. Got a $230 million guaranteed contract. 
in this political environment, how, how does he play? Yeah. How can you put him on the field as, as every, cause it seems like every other week there's a new one that drops. I mean, if I'm in the meeting room at this point, of course I would have said, we're not doing this all along. Sure. This is too risky. But if I'm in the meeting room right now, I'm saying, are we, what happens when one of these comes out? That's really bad. Yeah. With some proof. I know. I mean, you're just you're you're playing roulette to the highest order doing this. I mean, look at with everything with that with the fan base. I mean, period. Look at Trevor Bauer. I mean, he's out for two seasons. Yeah, his stuff got thrown out in court. No, I just I stumbled across it and went, wow. Yeah. So, I, I, uh, Joe Madden fired on Tuesday. Angels coach obviously win our manager obviously wins the World Series with the uh, the Cubs, <laughs> the fickle nature of it. I mean, they were nine games over five hundred. Yep, they've lost twelve in a row since that point. He's fired. They lost again last night as well. Phil Nevin's going to manage them for the rest of the season. Madden says that he was uh, surprised by the move, but called it liberating. If it tells you anything to do with what's going on potentially Ooh. in that clubhouse. They also. Mike Trout uh, suffered a groin injury during Tuesday's 6-5 loss, which, again, was their 13th in a row. <sighs> Culture-wise, I think it's very, 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 very important. Day-to-day-wise, MLB manager is the most overrated position in, in sports, right, on what it actually changes about a game? Yeah, I think so. Um it's a big picture job, not a micro job. Yeah, it's a big picture job. It's. I a, mean, I get you're handling pictures and all that shit, but that's analytics at this point more than anything else. Yeah, it, it's 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 handling people that's important, and I, I do wonder if some of that with Madden, some of his stuff is that ship has sailed a little bit. You know, um, it's in today's deal, it's a 25 man or 26 man roster, but you're sort of managing 40 plus guys. And so you're bringing pitchers up and down and you're doing a lot of that. So there is some people stuff to it with confidence and managing sure. a bullpen and all of that stuff. But yeah, the most important people in a baseball franchise are the beyond the players, obviously are the, it's the front office and then the analytics people. Which I mean, is, the best ones have a really good combination of analytics and feel. But and, it's one of the reasons the game's so damn boring. I mean, yeah, it and it is. It's, it's so it, it, it's scripted in a way. It it is. It's it's. I watched. I watched a decent amount of Cubs Cardinals or tried to over the weekend, and they played some really competitive games, some extra inning games, and I, I it's just. I, I know the Mets are really good, and yet I have no idea why. I haven't watched them. I I, I don't. I know their record's phenomenal, and I know the Yankees are 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 playing really well and Aaron judge is on a heater. Yeah. But. Anthony Rizzo has, has, has been really good. I know that Araldis Chapman has been bad and they're trying to figure out a, a, what to do with him, but I, I don't, it's, it's amazing how we're here on June the 8th and baseball is so far off the radar, so far off the radar. I mean, we're talking about NBA finals, obviously, and uh, all the NFL topics, the NBA draft. I mean, there's all these things that just, That's a World Series winning fired manager in the second largest media market in America with two of the the two most high profile players in the country on his team. Yes. And it barely was barely. You told me yesterday. I didn't even know. Like, hey, did you hear about Madden? I'm like, no, what happened? 
the newsletter where I make sure we don't forget anything has it fourth on its list of what happened yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. I, I just it is sandwiched in the fact that the there are new age requirements for figure skating in the Olympics. Thanks. Okay, sure. I I just think I I don't want to be the guy that goes, it's a dying sport. I'm I'm not saying that. It just but there's something something's wrong. They did not need a work stoppage before this season. They did not need an off season where you're completely out of the headlines. They needed splash. Baseball depends on that. You need uh, you need a December that has winter meetings with splashy signings and trades and stuff that keeps people talking about you. And the it, uh, the Broncos have been sold to uh, Rob Walton. He's an heir to the Walmart dynasty. Yes, that happened late Tuesday night. It has to be uh, approved by the NFL, but the price was a cool four point six five billion dollars. The Broncos under new ownership for the first time since nineteen eighty four. I was trying to do that. I was looking at my checkbook. I, I <laughs> couldn't quite get there. Seems a little high, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah just, 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 just a touch. Four point six five billion. What do you think? Uh, the, what, what do you think the Rockies would sell for? This is kind of my question. So the Broncos go for four point six five million. What would the What would the Colorado Rockies fetch on the real what estate? What are baseball market? teams worth in general? I don't know. How much are Colorado Rockies? Yeah, what's that? What's that franchise worth? Like Forbes yeah, or something? Um, uh, the Colorado Rockies. This is from March of 2022 from Biz Journal. Okay. The Colorado Rockies, which are owned by Charles and Richard Manfort, Monfort, are valued at 1.385 billion dollars. So about a third, according to Forbes. Yeah. That is something. Again, what are the knows, what, are the, what, what are the Denver Nuggets worth? Does it say? Uh, well, let's see what it does when I do that. Denver Nuggets franchise worth. Franchise value of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I believe I'm getting it. One, I believe 1.7 billion is what okay. I'm coming up with. But yeah. that's a that's 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 a little it's a little cumbersome. But I think that's what I'm seeing. This kind of I don't know. I don't know where baseball is going. I don't know what's going to happen with it. I'm, I'm, I'm always. We do this. It feels like we do the this every year. The owner of the Nuggets is the guy who owns the Rams, Stan Kroenke. Oh yeah, just mm-hmm. feels like it becomes more of a fringe sport all the time. He paid two hundred and two million for the Nuggets in two thousand, and they're now worth one point seven billion. They are the twentieth uh, most valuable NBA franchise. Okay. The New York Knicks are number one, by the way. Yeah. I can. There are three NBA franchises that are worth more money than the Denver Broncos. Uh, Knicks, Lakers, and Warriors? That is the top three. That okay. is correct. Yeah. Five, eight, five, six, five, five, and then number four is the Chicago Bulls at three, six, five. Okay. Celtics at three, five, five, and then on down the list. Gotcha. The least is the Memphis Grizzlies at one point five. Oh, Memphis is the lowest one. Mm-hmm. Now this was you know prior to this year. Who knows? But sure, that's correct. So anyway, uh, baseball media up today. We'll have some of that. I guess they are leaving on Friday, headed to uh, Hattiesburg. They'll practice down there on Friday prior to the opening game on Saturday, three o'clock for uh, Golden Eagles and Rebels, and what will be a very packed 
house at Pete Taylor. I saw get-in prices were still between $350 and $400 yesterday on a lot of uh, third-party sites. So uh, there's that. We'll have coverage at RebelGrove.com. We'll get a bit going on. We're kind of running it out here. We'll see how far this goes before the summer uh, doldrums get to us. But for now, there's baseball and recruiting and whatever else. So I hope all of you have a uh, wonderful day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at our normal time. Take care. Talk to you then.